This Sunday, we begin our Advent series called An Unlikely Advent. I am so excited about this series, and I want to extend a special invitation for you to make the Sunday morning small group a priority for you this Advent. You know why? Because we're studying the book, An Unlikely Advent, in Sunday morning small group. And you will get so much more out of this series if you participate on Sunday mornings. You can come in via Zoom or you can come in person at 9 o'clock and fellowship with friends and family here at the church. And we can grow together through this unlikely Advent. Why unlikely Advent, Pastor? Have you heard the news lately? The world is in a place that lands us in situations that we probably thought we would never be in. Everybody has a story of unlikeliness in their lives. And so we need to talk about that and what that means for our spiritual journeys and what that means for our relationship with God. So, Ms. Ruby, this Advent, we will delve into the unlikely. We will focus in the scriptures on those characters that we don't see in the nativity scene. Today, it's Elizabeth and Zechariah. Do you remember Elizabeth and Zechariah? They are the parents of John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, who declared that I baptize you with water, but the one who comes behind me, he will baptize you with fire. And he said, I am not worthy to untie his sandals. We begin in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1 today. And we begin in verse 5. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version updated edition. It reads like this. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Ibjah. His wife was descended from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. I want to pause there. I love the politeness of the new Revised Standard Version updated edition. Most other translations are not that polite saying that they were both getting on in years. Most of the other translations say, and they were very old. Verse 8. 
Once when he was serving as priest before God during his section's turn of duty, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will name him John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And with the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know that this will happen? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he returned to his home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me in this time, when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
Lord, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. So, Lord, speak for your servants are listening. Speak for we need a word from you. Speak, O Lord, for we need a word of hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The sermon title today is, What If I Missed It? There's so many people who walk around victims of broken dreams, having expectations about what they think their life should have been like. People who walk around with a sense of disappointment that they are where they are in their life and not somewhere else. And it's not helped by the many expectations that society puts on us. I get weary every time I get close to a birthday, just like last week when I turned 41 years old, and all people want to know about is, are you going to get married and have a baby? You're getting old, you know. Mind your business. Expectations. Broken dreams. They all lead us to a place of wondering, did I miss it? Did I miss the opportunity to do something that was really important to me? Did I miss the opportunity to be like everybody else? Did I miss the opportunity to hit the goals that I had in life? Did I miss the opportunity to be the person that I thought I was going to be? Zechariah and Elizabeth live in that world. They live in the world of broken dreams and failed expectations. They live in the world where people are bothering them all the time because the expectation of that time was that a wife's only job was to bear a child. And if you didn't have a child... Or if you back up, if you didn't get married, you were absolutely worthless. People mocked you. They put you in a place of shame and made sure that you knew you were unworthy. So when Zechariah the priest went into the sanctuary, it's not like it is today. Only the priest could go into the section of the temple that was called the sanctuary. It was holy ground. It was sacred ground. Only those who had been consecrated to the service of the Lord could enter that part of the sanctuary. And their job was to offer the sacrifice on behalf of all the people to God. They didn't have the benefit of Jesus tearing down the temple curtain yet. 
And they needed an emissary to intercede on their behalf, to ask for forgiveness of sin, to ask to be released, to live at peace with God and one another. And and by this time, Zechariah and Elizabeth were out of hope. You know, you get to the place where you say, well, it's too late now. I'm down this road. That can't happen. This can't happen. I'll never be. I won't achieve. They're out of hope. And they really have stopped waiting. They have stopped expecting. They have stopped preparing. Have you? Have you given up on your dreams? Have you given up on hope? Have you given up on God? Have you stopped praying that prayer? Have you stopped even in your mind expecting that God can change anything in your life? I mean, that's the issue with Christians today. We're lukewarm and, and, and we have just gotten into a rut and we don't expect anything of God. We're not preparing to receive the blessings of God. We're stuck in what we want and what we see in tradition and in places that God really wants to push us out of, but we're not ready. Zachariah was minding his own business, doing what he was supposed to do. But he had not given up. And the Lord said, Do not be afraid. I have heard your prayer. That's how we know he had not given up. Because, because God showed up as an answer to his prayer. Even though he had a broken dream, Ruby, he had not given up. And he kept praying. He kept expecting. And then God showed up out of nowhere and said, Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Not only will your wife bear a child, but your wife will bear a son. And in those days, to bear a son meant that your lineage would continue, that your family's well-being would be assured. I will give you a son. You will name him John. You will have joy and gladness. You will rejoice at his birth. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. Amen. 
Zechariah couldn't believe it. I've been telling you for four years that there's going to be affordable housing right here at 360 P Street. And not because I said so, but because God said so. Right? Have, Have we not talked about this? And yet every week, someone who is connected to this congregation says it's never going to happen. Zechariah said, how will I know this will happen? And the Lord said, since you doubted me, I'm not going to even give you a chance to get ahead of me on this. I'm just going to make you mute. You won't be able to talk until the child is here. And, 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 and we take the things of God... <laughs> And we tell God that God can't do what God already said God was going to do. And then we wonder why, why there are consequences for our actions. You say you trust God, but yet you walk around as people without hope. And then you wonder why you live in a world that has no hope. If the hope bearers won't live in hope, then of course we missed it. Hope is contagious. Hope jumps on you and it causes itself to jump from you to somebody else 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 else, and then back to you to remind you that God can do anything but fail. Elizabeth and Zechariah have an unlikely story. People would say it's impossible to have a little bitty baby boy when you were going up in age. You have an unlikely story. Whether it's already happened or it's about to happen, you have an unlikely story. Because God can do anything but fail. You did not miss it. It is not too late. It is not too big. It is not out of order. God is still God. This baby in Bethlehem is the symbol that God cannot fail. So live like it.
be people who hope, who prepare, and who expect. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.